You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give you praise. I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Lord, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to be by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened and I will give you a rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to start off just considering two phenomena, and one is the sadness of death. Even for us believers who believe in the resurrection of the body, and everybody suffers and hurts when our beloved are taken from us from this life. It's a moment that touches us very deeply, also because it charts another milestone in the course of our own lives, especially when a parent passes on, or then maybe very painfully a sibling, because that comes very close to our own generation. When a close friend, a spouse, and very difficult when a child is taken from us through illness or through some tragic happening, accidents, violence, so many sad events of our times. And so we have this extraordinary sadness across humanity, everywhere. No place escapes. And the second phenomenon we have is that our faith speaks a lot about death and about life. And there are different phases in the scriptures speaking about death. And we just had a marvelous text from the prophet Isaiah. And this is really 600, six six centuries before Christ. If we just look at these words again. On this mountain he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples. Isaiah is a prophet, like really all the prophets, very powerfully a prophet of all the chosen people to bring light to all peoples. 
On this mountain he will, and that's Jerusalem, on this mountain he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. What an incredibly powerful line. It's really amazing. Six centuries before Christ. And then we have that amazing Ezekiel vision, prophecy for the future, chapter 37, when he sees all the bones rising up and taking on sinews and flesh and coming to life, a whole army. It's a metaphor for the return of the exiles from Babylon to Jerusalem, but that metaphor has striking language that sees, seems much more clear in the light of the resurrection of Christ and the consequence of our resurrection. So believers, Jewish believers, familiar with the scriptures, reading these verses a year after Jesus rose from the dead, a few years after Jesus rose from the dead, 10, 15, 20 years, and then we have the first letter to the Thessalonians, how they're processing these texts because they continue reading them. And they say, wait a minute. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples. It's amazing. The web that is woven over all nations, he will destroy death forever. And this is, in a certain sense, the new dawn after the horrible exclusion from Eden and the advent of death in human existence and experience. And the next lines from Isaiah are also very touching. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. And we associate very much tears with grief and bereavement. It's impossible to hold them back because of that tear that's before which we're helpless. Thanks be to God, medicine can do much to alleviate today, can do much to postpone and delay the advent of death, but there is no medicine against death. The word medicine against death is used theologically for the Eucharist. He who eats this bread will never die. It's used then, obviously, in a different sense. So here we have extraordinary light and death is a time of darkness. The eyes are closed. That's one of the actions that is done that is very painful when it's close relatives, to close the eyes of the person, to put a veil, a white veil, over their face before the coffin is closed. These are very deep and touching moments, and people suffer greatly. And God wipes away every tear because he will bring us back to life. This is our faith. This is extraordinary. And this changes our whole understanding of life. Probably today it's very much the case that people only see this life as life. And the faith in the eternal life is very very weak, 
And therefore, we fight for this life with an incredible industry and passion, with a race against death, enjoy every moment of this life. But the Christian is in a hurry and tastes death ahead of time through baptism. Are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We accept his death on Calvary. This death is for us and for our salvation. And we follow Christ in renouncing so much that life asks for, that our ego asks for. And we say no to ourselves. We die to selfishness. We die to all of the impulses that would drive us to exploit every last possibility, even at the expense of other people's lives. And we say no to that. And then we give our lives, like the very dramatic cases of firemen going into burning buildings to take out people to give them life, we give our lives. Which is actually very much inscribed in the course of nature, the seed that falls on the ground that will bear much fruit. So the mystery of life is very intertwined with death and what it's meant for life forever. And this is a great, great mystery. And there's also another mystery of responsibility in life because we are free people. We are blessed with freedom and freedom means that we are also responsible because we have to decide to do the things that are incumbent in our life. Responsibilities of parents toward children, of spouses to each other, of families within the family, within the community. And so many things looking after the broken, the destitute, and looking after those who have been manipulated, who have been hijacked in their values, in their purpose in life. We can't just look away from somebody that's beaten up materially or physically or spiritually or morally. And so we get engaged. And this is just a reflection of God's engagement for us. He made us for eternal life. And that's why he's willing to go to Calvary through death, to taste the bitter pill of death for our salvation, for our healing, for our restoration to life in full. This is a very special day. And it's a day when we also are aware that we have oftentimes failed in our responsibilities. And also biblically, with the, especially the account of the Maccabees, there's a prayer for those who have died. And we continue that tradition in the church prayer for the deceased. It's an issue that has been very conflicted in the times of the Reformation, and many Christians have a problem with this, so there we need much patience and understanding and encounter and growth together. So let us um, pray today for all the deceased, for their entry into the fullness of glory. Let us ponder that our life is also a short time that goes very fast. I'm almost 70 years old. I still sometimes remember like I'm a little child and you have all these old people. Well, I'm one of them now. <laughs> so our life keeps going ahead fast and you can't slow down the train and it's going to crash into the final station. And we're responsible. And God is merciful, but we want to be united like this beautiful letter of St. Paul says, completely united with Christ 
with this one who asks us for just that meekness and humility, that he will give us rest and eternal rest in eternal glory. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook. 